Good morning, good morning, everybody. Let me see here. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hopefully that's all coming through uh, reasonably fine. Let me know, folks, if uh, if it's coming through okay. A few gremlins in the machine this morning. What? Um, I think the... Uh, let me have a quick look here. Let me see something. I've got to, uh, I've got to make sure that this... Uh, there we go. All right, we're on. We're on, we're on. There we go. Hopefully uh, you're, you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. I can see a few people on this morning. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Facebook users. Marcus, g'day. How are you? Good to see you. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Fabulous Friday. Good old Friday. Good morning, Alison. How are you doing? Hey, while things are warming up, I'll do the quick intros as usual. You guys know my name, and if you don't, well... You're probably new. You're probably new around here, and um, fantastic to have you. Good morning, Gajan. Tim. Tim from Rockhampton. Good old Rocky. The beef capital of Australia, Tim. Just down the road from where I grew up, Charters Towers. Uh, For those who are new, say hello. Give us a shout-out in the chat. Let us know uh, what's going on. Um, There you go. Oh, touring around, Alison. (laughs) <laughs> Good to see. Uh, shout out, to, shout out to anyone who's new. Let us know where you're coming in from. Let us know your name. Let us know if you're in your uh, in the coaching and mentoring program, or you might be just dropping by, accidentally finding some of the live streams. What we do each morning. It's called the Wealth Coffee Chat. We get together, talk about property investing. Uh, I've been property investing well over. 20 years coaching property investors, maybe just like you, uh, just on 20 years now. Gunjan's all the way from the sunny coast. Uh, nice spot up there in the sunny coast, mate. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about the idea of how we manage our portfolio when it comes to the ebb and flow of cash flow uh, and the world of, you know, interest rates. You know, what uh, what's happened? Tell me in the chat as a little bit of a Kickstarter for this morning's conversation, you know, the cost of our our largest cost of owning real estate is what what's our largest expense of owning real estate? Put that in the chat for me. Largest expense of owning real estate. What is the largest expense of owning real estate? Which is the biggest one? The biggest expense of owning real estate. Expand. I think there's a C in there anyway. Anyway, maybe someone can help me out. Expense, SES, interest going up. Right, the cost of our interest, right? Interest rates. Interest rates. And, um, you know, if unless you've been living under a rock, it looked a bit like this. You know, probably it was probably from about 2012 or something like that. It's done this. You know, it went down and now it's, it's gone pretty well, you know, up. And it looks like it looks like it's gonna land between five and six percent, folks. Five and six percent. Okay. That's the number we're heading for. And uh, we've had a bit of a chat about this before, ladies and gents. You know, we've had a chat about, you know, this has been uh, an amazing run for us all. But is this the end of the world? You know, is that the end of the world? No. We have got some absolute insane pressures coming through with real estate. 
Um, and uh, if you're in the game, if you own real estate, if you are not a good time Charlie, only buying when you know all the media all the media says, "Yay, it's all awesome." Um, and you're following your strategy, following your rules, and uh, you're taking action like many of our coaching and mentoring clients are. Then you're in the mo- you're in the game. You're in the money. Uh, but let's be honest and practical. The cost of owning that real estate has gone up for you. Um, yeah, back to long-term normal interest rates. Absolutely, Luke. I remember. I remember when getting a six percent interest rate was like, yeah, high fives punching around going, how good is this? How cheap is the interest? Um, so I want to take you back. I want to take you back maybe six to 10 years of how we used to do it in the olden days and how this will be something that we can do right now as well. All right. So let's just have a look at what's going on out there. Let's do some analysis on a cash flow of a property. I've got one here set up and I'm going to, I'm going to take you through the uh, let's have a look at this. Uh, the cash flow calculator. All of you guys have access to this. If you're in our mentoring program, you've got access to the calculator, right? So let's go ahead and buy a property. Let's go ahead and buy a piece of real estate. I've put up here seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. At the moment, most of our investors are between six fifty and seven fifty, um, and the reason for that, most of you guys know, we prefer much better quality properties. We prefer newer properties in better locations. We don't go shopping in the regionals. Um, You know, there's reasons for our strategy around that. Doesn't mean it doesn't work. We just believe this style of stuff works way better. Um, But, you know, different strokes for different folks. Renovations, secondhand property, subdivisions, all sorts of strategies work. For me, for many, this is... uh, the newest, the best, the most rentable properties on the market. So let's have a bit of a look here. We have been able to secure ourselves a property. We had to put some equity into that deal. All right, $190,000 of equity. I'm putting this property together as um, a total package. We've got the equity from an existing property. We've got some stamp duty and so on. We've got some costs um, and we've got uh, you know the cost to rent the property. Uh, you guys know the drill here. When in the first three to five years, we go interest only. Uh, and what's the reason? Tell me in the chat. Why do we always go interest only for the first three to five years in your real estate's life? Put that in the chat for me there. Sometimes we even extend the interest only beyond three to five years if, if needed. But, you know, um, tell, me, tell me that. We're saying, all right, well, at the moment, at the moment, the rent on this property um the values have grown and the rents haven't caught up yet, but they're well on their way. Let me let me tell you, they're well on their way. Uh, so I'm putting in 650, two weeks vacancy for 52 weeks of the year. Yep. Acquisition, absolutely. Boom, Brendan, Tim, it's to help in the acquisition phase. You keep the cash, you put it in the offset account. Um, it has a similar effect, not exact, but similar effect and you've got access to the cash and capital. Because you're an acquisition, you need instant access to that. You don't have to beg, borrow, or beg for it back, folks. All right? So let's keep this rolling. We've got some depreciation in here. If you want to check depreciation, you can click on that little link there. I'm not going to do that today. Um, And um, we've got 
our annual income up here. I've combined it, a combined annual income with uh, a couple. Now, this percentage here, I just want to point this out. Some people get confused. That is not the tax rate. That's not the tax rate in this calculator. That is the percentage of tax you paid, not your tax rate. Now, your tax rate might be 37% or 41 or whatever it is. That is the full cash amount as a percentage expressed. Okay, good. Happy days. Anyway, let's move on with this one. It's a 200 square meter house in Brisbane, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so let's have a look. Let's go buy this thing. What does it look like? What's my cash flow look like uh, in here? Okay, I'm just going to change this. Oh, I'm going to go over here. I'm just going to change this because I want to show you something in a minute uh, that will be important to um, have a look at. So anyway, we've got our property. Let's go have a look at the cash flow. Let's go have a look at the cash flow. So let's concentrate on this, this here. Um, hang on, I've got to go to this side. Let's concentrate on this column here, okay? Oh, no. Anyway, this year one column, year one column, okay? Let's have a look at that. Now, our gross yield and our net yield, and the total interest, property expenses, and have a look at our pre-tax negative cash flow. So, a little bit scary, right? So, our property right now is... Let's have a look at this. Negative $12,906. So negative $12,906. Now, how does that, what do you think in the chat? You're like, holy dooly, right? Like what's going on here? Yeah, okay. Well, uh, let's go through this. How do we not be concerned about this negative $12,000 uh, when it comes to the world of investing, all right? Now, this is nothing new, this conversation I'm going to have with you because we've had this conversation for so many years, it's not funny. You've got a property here. Uh, what, are the, what are the four sources of funds that are replenishable, that replenish, okay, that replenish in order that we would use to cover this. All right, let's have a let's have a look at that team. All right, let's let's have a look at what the sources of funds are that we're going to use in here. Chuck them in the chat for me. Number one source of funds, the number one coverer of cost, and it will continue forever and a day. Um, is what? Tell me what it is. Yep, yeah, boom, you're on it, Tim. The rent. Now, tell me. Tell me, will the rent stay the same or will it go up? All right, now I'm going to answer these questions. <laughs> the rent's going to go up. All right, just because this is it today, folks, right, don't get caught in this mindset that's like, oh, oh, that's forever. No, rubbish. This is the moment in time when you purchase the property and the rents will significantly go up. It's... You're in the driver's seat, I can tell you. Like it's, you guys know this. I'm preaching to the choir here, right? What is the second source of uh, funds that we can use? And uh, Tim has already said it. With depreciation, we can get our tax back. Boom. Now, significant amounts of tax back. Tell me, but tell me this over time. 
Which way does that go? Which way does that go, folks? But this is one we need to know, right? Over time, the tax back goes down, right? The tax man comes. That's it, Luke. Depreciation and the tax man tops you up. Have you taken any money out of your pocket at all yet, folks? No. All right. Now, tell me, tell me, what are the next two sources of funds that should be used, that can be used, that can be used to own real estate and create wealth for you in the future? What's the next one and two, or three and four? Anyone know those ones? Let me dive in and let you know. And most of you will probably already know this, all right? So, what is it? Number three, every property you should own, yes, boom, equity. That's it, your buffer slash equity. Now, pretty well every property, if you've owned it anywhere, has gone up at least 20 to 30% in the last two years. Your cash flow, look at this. This is what I, this is, this is the interesting thing. You were, let, let's say this is the, this is the last three years, right? And you owned property. Your positive cash flow, your positive cash flow, your positive cash flow, right? Okay. And your equity, dollars up, dollars up, dollars up, right? Absolutely amazing, right? Here's the challenge for some now. You've got negative cash flow, right? Right? So, what should have happened? You should have a bucket load, an absolute bucket load of savings in your buffer, and you should have a bucket load of equity. Absolute bucket load. For those who own real estate, what have you done with it? And this is this is why this is where people who you know, don't, do not understand the function of when we invest. You know, it's not to, you know, plunder and pillage here. That is for the next part of the cycle. You know, if you were $5,000 positive for the year, your buffer now should have went from five, five grand to 10 grand to 15 grand. And your equity went from, you know, 50K to 200K, right? There is zero reason for you to be stressed about your real estate if you understand what it is meant to do. The equity, the depreciation, and the rent are meant to be able to pay for the ownership of your real estate, folks. That's what they're meant for, okay? That's what they are meant for. Now, sometimes, sometimes, in the first year or two, sometimes, but not all the times, not if you're structured properly, not if you've already got equity created in many other places. Sometimes, if you don't have extra equity, if you don't have extra buffer, where does the last source of funds, but this is done only if we need to, where's the last source of funds come from? Only if we need to, ladies and gents, only if we need to, right? right? It comes from your wages, okay? But what what I'm saying, if you do this properly, yeah, it should never get there. It should never get there, okay? That's what I'm saying. And this is, yeah, cash and savings, right? Now, and people go, oh, it cost me $5,000 to own this real estate. And I'm like, and? Like, what, what would have you done with it? 
Would it sit in your savings account and you, and you sit in the corner being afraid? Or, or you're happy that you spent your money, invested your money on your wealth in the future that's going to grow rather than, you know, worrying about something. Anyway, I'm oh, getting a bit ranty right now. <laughs> let's go back to the cash flow spreadsheet. Right. So let's have a look at this. This is not forever, ladies and gents. Right, 12,000 negative, we get our tax back, our tax refund right here, right? Oh, anyway, what did I do? Oh, went, went to the wrong side. Our tax refund is $10,000. Have a look at this little section here. Tax refund is $10,000. Now your cash flow is only, now your cash flow is only negative 2,000. All right, now, how much buffer Tell me in the chat, ladies and gents, how much buffer, as a minimum, we've, we've had this conversation, how much buffer, as a minimum, do you have for every property? Put it in the chat for me. Put it in the chat. And we'll bring this home to land right now. Put it in the chat. How much buffer should you already have set aside for every property you buy? Chuck that in the chat for me right now. Because if, and this is what the buffer's for. All right, minimum, yep, minimum 5K. All right, Stephen's right, minimum 5K. So we already have the negative cash flow set aside already. So, um, yep, five to 10 grand, depending on how conservative you are or um, aggressive, five to 10 grand is plenty, especially if you own multiple teams. Um, and you might want to have, you know, 10 to 20 grand with older property because they, they tend to have more challenges when it comes to, especially older, older property. They have more challenges when it comes to breaking things, yeah? And you got less depreciation. So yeah, with newer property, five to 10, older property, 10 to 20, right? So you've already got, this is, this is not a problem, folks. You, you own a property, you claim your depreciation fortnightly, weekly, monthly, get it back, your cash flow's fine. You've already covered your negative cash flow. Your property is not negative cash flow in any way, shape, or form in reality. It might look that way on paper, but in cash terms, if you manage it properly, it's not. It's not. It's not. Don't let the accountant tell you, oh, you lost money, right? <laughs> I hear this all the time. My accountant said I lost money. I'm like, bullshit. Let me add it up, right? And they go, oh, oh, they didn't explain it like that. I'm like, I know, because they're not bloody property investors. Anyway, I'm getting ranty. <laughs> but let's do this. What's going to happen? You and I know this. The rent's going to go up. The rent's going up. I'm going to put this in here as 10% CPI, because at the moment, the rents are going crazy. So let's check this out. Let's have a look at the rent going up next year. You own this property. You own this property. The rent goes up $60 next year, 60 bucks, okay? The rent goes up $60. Now, have a look at that. Next year, the rent goes up $60. Ladies and gents, $60. Boom, we're almost there, almost there. What's the cost now? $1,300. All right, let's do this, okay? The rent goes up another $60. So I do not... I. I most of your properties, if they're well located in good areas with low vacancy, they will receive $50 to $100 rent rise over the next two to three years, like hands down, 
hands down. There's no supply coming, so that you know, supply constrains rents. Uh, and there's heaps of people coming. Anyway, let's do this. Let's have a look at the third year. Your rent's gone up another $60. Check it out. Look at this, ladies and gents. We're back. It's now paying for itself. You don't have to use your buffer anymore. Now your buffer is replenishing, replenishing itself. The fourth year, the fifth year, the sixth year. And up here, if you've got a little bit of growth in your property, let's have a look at the available equity in here. Now I'm going to change this to 80%, right? Just to show us, all right? And at 3% growth, you're going to have to be in year six at 80% equity to use the equity. Now, at 3% growth, or is that 5%? I can't remember. I think we'll do all right. Yeah, 5% growth, right? So does that make sense? Let me know in the chat if that made sense today because, team, this is what it's for. If you have to put a little bit out of your wages, so be it. So be it. This is this is the point. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Like, it just blows my mind sometimes. Like, oh, I don't want to have a negative cash flow property. I'm like, well, what else are you going to do with your money? Oh, nothing. Yeah, okay, well, then good luck. You know, get in there. Own the property. Be in position. Right now, the people who are uneducated and afraid aren't making good decisions. Smart investors are nicking amazing deals right now. Amazing deals, right? So I'm pretty excited about that. We've had a really good run for the last couple of years. The last six months have been a little bit compression because of the cost of funding. That's going to come to an end at the end of this year. And we will still be the facts of the matter, ladies and gents, team. We are still going to be in the largest undersupply disaster for construction supply Australia has ever seen. We're on the cusp of a population boom, right? And where are they going to live, folks? They're going to live in your investment property that you own. Uh, and if you're worried about the cost right now, like I said the other day, buy an off-the-plan property. In 18 months, two years' time, all of this stuff will come to fruition. You didn't have to pay a cent for two years, and now you're in the driving seat of an amazing property uh, and you didn't have to worry about this stuff in the meantime. There you go. Anyway, Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted for the day. That's it. I'm done. Waiting is... Yep, yeah, totally, Stephen. Totally. All right, team. Good to see you. Thanks for dropping by. Um, that's it. I'm done. Friday, 21st. Hey, listen, we're not doing Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. Did, did you guys know Andy and his partner had a baby? Yeah, I think some of you do. Andy Fenton. Usually we hang out on a Friday... Uh, he's going to have a few weeks off. Alison, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> uh, Andy's going to have a few weeks off, hang out with his newborn baby. So we are most likely going to kick back off uh, Wealth, Wine and Wisdom folks in the second week of November. But uh, I'll still be doing the Wealth Coffee Chats each morning. All right. Good to see all of you. Stay awesome. Be well. And uh, I'll see you next week. All right, folks. Adios. Bye for now. Have a great weekend.